other than uh, you know four turtles that crawled through some uh, some mutagen ooze from another dimension, and then they changed into teenage. Ninja, teenage turtles, and then they had a mentor, Sensei uh, Splinter, who taught them in ninjutsu. And you know, and so other than that, that's about all I'm going to tell you about about who those guys were. You know, you saw in the clip there that Michelangelo, he's the true teenager of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He, he, uh, you know, got in the middle of the Halloween parade because that's the one time, as he said, the one time of the year that they kind of fit in. You know, people couldn't tell that, that uh, they, they weren't just humans dressed up in that way. And there's always, there's a little bit of it here in this movie, uh, Out of the Shadows, and there's some of it Kind of in, in the whole thing about Ninja, the Ninja Turtles and uh, who they are, their whole story is that they kind of want to be out of the shadows and kind of would like to be, you know, out, out just in real life, and, but there are reasons that they can't. That's kind of what we're playing off of today, okay? But before we play, uh, play off that too much and get into that, I want to tell you, first of all, something that this message is not, something that I'm not saying in this message today. I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand because uh, this thing because we have a lot of heroes at 2911 that work behind the scenes. People that you don't see on on a Sunday morning or, or a lot of any time you don't see. There there are some people that are out you know in the, the front. I mean, you see me right? You know, you know that I'm here. You see you see Jamie. You see the the worship team. You see those guys. You know you see a lot of those. But you, there are a lot of people you don't see, like, you know, the sound man. Nobody knows man the sound man until the sound system squeals. And then everybody notices the sound man, right? Because it was his fault. And a lot of times it's not even his fault. But we turn around and look at him, you know? Uh, or when, when the, the slides, you know, maybe we get a little behind or a little ahead of the slide. Or that's not the words we're singing right now, you know? Then everybody notices the video tech back there, right? And you don't pay attention to those people a lot of times. And we're not talking about them because we really appreciate, we appreciate the people who serve in, you know, outside of the spotlight, serve in the background. That, that's not what we're talking about here. But, but let, me, let me just take this, take this uh, opportunity to say that, uh, thanks to them. Like last week, last week, uh, now normally the load team gets here about eight o'clock and they're here past most of you leaving today. But last week they opened, uh, because they had some things going on on Saturday, they opened up at 7 a.m. for us last week, 7 a.m. And uh, when, when the teams started showing up and they started coming in, one of the things they, they noticed, what are those things, that the Christmas lights have been taken down. Yeah, now some of y'all are starting to look up and say, oh wow, where'd those things go, right? You didn't even notice last week or this week yet, right? And they're gone, you know? Well, they came in, they saw that, and so at 7.15 a.m., I asked, I wasn't here, but I asked so I would know. At 7.15 a.m. last Sunday, what were you doing at 7.15 a.m. last Sunday? You know, I, I, th this is the 10.30 crowd. Most of you hadn't even rolled over yet, even thought about getting up. 7.15 on a Sunday morning, what were you doing? Can I tell you, uh, some of ours... Some of our serve team, some of our uh, actually uh, dream team and load team, they brought in the scissor lift at 7.15 a.m. last week and had to replace because most of the light bulbs that, that are above you right now, most of them, I, I think only three of them were working last week. They had to replace it. At 7.15 a.m., they were on the scissor lift replacing light bulbs, doing their level best to make it as bright as they possibly could in here. And, and, and you, might, you might have noticed that the lights were down, but... 
What you didn't know is that somebody was here at 7.15 a.m. trying to make it as bright as possible for you. And then we got another crew that they're working this week, uh, this past week and now still working on getting some lights. So we've got permission from the Civic Center so we can add some more lights in here to, to brighten it up. And we got people working on that. And you, you, you may have noticed the lights were down, but you might not have noticed that. We thank God for those kind of people. You know, like, like we have a safety team. I don't know if you know we've got a, a safety team and, and uh, you know, we're ready for weather, medical, or whatever kind of emergencies there are. And, you know, they didn't just get together, but they've done training, extensive training to be ready. They, they've got plans, you know, if something were to happen, they've got plans of how to, take, how to take care of you, how to take care of our kids. Our kids and our kids' workers. You know, if you don't have kids, you might not think too much about the fact that we've got kids' workers. But if next Sunday we came in here and we didn't have kids' church, you would notice that we had kids' workers this past week because you would have all those kids that are normally back there, they're out here, and you would recognize the fact that, thank God, we've got kids' workers, especially if they had any leftover donuts in the 1030 service and those kids were in here sitting in the middle of you, right? We would notice those kinds of things. All of, the, all of these people... You know, I, I, I do want to take this moment to say thank you for serving those of you who serve in the background. But there are also there are times where I serve in the background. There are times where Jamie has served in the background. The worship team, if the worship team only does this 30-minute thing, and that's the only time they serve God, and, and it's not. But if it is, then they're not doing very much. We're all called at times to serve in the background, okay? So I really needed to say all of that to you because I want you to understand that's not what we're talking about today. We are all called at times to serve where nobody knows we're serving, okay? If, if you're only serving when people are noticing you, then you're missing it, okay? So that's not what this message is about. What this message is about, out of the shadows, what it is about, it, it is about that, you know how in scripture, it uses the terms light and darkness. It uses those terms to talk about, you know, the kingdom of good and the kingdom of evil, the kingdom of righteousness and the kingdom of sin, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness of, of Satan and, you know, the kingdom of those who, who, who live and try to follow, follow God and do, do God's will and do what is pleasing to him and those who just follow the own, their own lusts of their own flesh and do the things that are convenient and the things that are easy for them. And, and that's what this message is about. But this message is not about, and it's not to those who are living in sin, even though some of you might be living in some sin right now. This, this message, this, this is where God has led me to in this message. This is what he's put on my heart today. This is for Christians. Christians who need to come out of the shadows because there are many, many Christians. This is, this is not just two or three, you know, in this section and one or two over here. There are no, many Christians today who are, who are blood-bought. They have asked Jesus to forgive them. They have asked, asked the Father to take the blood of Jesus and wash away every one of their sins to cleanse them. They have believed in God that, that, that you know, the Bible talks about there, there is a book somewhere there in, in, in God's throne room that's called the book of life. And, and, and these, I'm talking about Christians who have asked and, and their names have been written down in the book of life. That Jesus said in John 14 that he was going to prepare a place for us to be with him for eternity. I'm talking about Christians who have asked Jesus to forgive them, who have their names written in that book of life, who, who uh, now have Jesus preparing a place for them in eternity. People who are Christians yet are still living 
under shadows of their past and under shadows and and darkness of of things that are happening in this world. This, This world is a dark place. And we're surrounded by darkness. And you have, you have people who, who aren't of the kingdom of light that are very close to you in your life. Some of you, you live with people who are not part of the kingdom of light. You, you work with people or you go to school with people. Some of you, your very best friend is not a part of the kingdom of light. And because of all this darkness, even Christians, a lot of Christians, it's like we, we, we don't quite get it sometimes. That may that there's more than just you know Jesus didn't just die to to give us eternity with Him He didn't just die just to wash away our sins but He died to give us life and He said life more abundantly amazing life abundant life wonderful life a life that is full of light a life that is full of awesomeness that's what Jesus died for to give us that but many times even us we Christians. We live in the shadows. Some of us living in the shadows. So let, let me take you where, where Jesus talks a little bit about this. This is in the book of John. John chapter three, verse 19. Okay, that's three verses after that famous scripture, for God so loved the world, right? 316, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. In the next two verses, he talks about how he didn't come into the world to, to condemn the world, but that the world would be saved through him. That he didn't come to bring condemnation, but here's the verdict, verse 19 says. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Okay, so let's start here with sin. Because that's really, you know, and this is Jesus speaking, here's the reason people, but people love darkness. We love darkness. And he said we love darkness because our deeds are evil. There is a power in darkness. Uh, darkness ha- holds a power over, over many of us, and, and, and it holds a power over mankind. And, and one of the things about it is because, because it's, it's a good place to hide. You know, it doesn't matter. You, you can take the brightest object you, you, you own, and, and you can take it and put it into a dark room, and it doesn't matter what color it is or how bright it is. Unless there's some light for it to reflect the color, you're not gonna be able to tell. It doesn't matter how vibrant it is without the light, it is not going to show. Darkness has that power. You know, it, it has that, that kind of power. And, and so we, we like the darkness at times, you know why? Because we don't want people to see, we don't want people to see our mistakes. We don't want people to see our errors. You know, we don't want God to see our sin. Man, we'd love to hide. And, and we know that we can't hide that from God, but we act like we can. But even if we can't hide that from God, we don't want other people to see our mistakes, our, our, our failures, and, you know, the times that we, we, we try to act good and we, we, we failed. You know, I, I think Brent was saying it last week, talking about how on Facebook, you know, it, you know we just want to tell, share the good stuff. We don't want to share the bad stuff. And you look at Facebook and people, that's what people do. Now there are some people out there, they share all the bad things that they've done and how terrible their life is. Those are the people who really need some psychiatric help probably most of the time, right? Because they just kind of go a little, that's about all it is with Facebook. But think about it. This is why so many people, what to think, love social media. Why? Because I get to tell you what to think of me. I get to tell you what to see in my life. 
You're not really witnessing everything about. I get to choose what you see and what you don't see. And, and in a way, social media is one of those shadow places that, that we get to hide and we love to hide there because we don't have to be real about our stuff. We don't have to be real about it. And, and, and so we hide there. And when, when, when we were in sin, before we were Christians, we did that. We didn't want to be, we didn't want to be out in, in the light. We did that because of our sin. But now today, what has happened? And some of us have become comfortable with the shadow, even Christians. But here's here's the real concern, is the longer you live in those shadows, not only do you become more comfortable with the darkness, you become more uncomfortable with the light. And that's why, and oh, this happens, oh, it happens so much. And, and, And if this is beginning to happen to you, take stock right here, listen, pay attention. Is Christians distancing themselves from church, from small group, from, from uh, other Christians in their, in their life. Why? Because the more we live in the shadows, and this world is getting darker and darker, and the more we live in the shadows and the more we, we exist in the shadows, the less comfortable we are with the light. And so it makes us want to put distance between ourselves. And, that, and, and when that begins to happen with you, you need, you need to stop and, and pay attention and make sure that you don't let it continue because it will continue. And the, and the shadows creep and, the, and they continue to creep and, and, and you'll, you'll never get rid of the shadow. As long as we're living in this world, the shadows will always try to creep. You will never get rid of them out of our lives, but you can not live in, in them. And that's what we've got to make sure happens. And here's what, here's what I believe. Here's the reason I believe people stay in the darkness. It's because they don't really understand what they are missing that is in the light. If you really knew, and and see, here's the thing. Somebody that's not a Christian, they really don't understand what is in the light. But even for those of us who are Christians, you became a Christian and you just had that wow moment when, when you know, all of a sudden you felt that peace with God that, that, that all of your sins were forgiven as wow and as amazing and amen. But you, 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 you've never really fully experienced everything that is in the light because he did not just die for eternity. He died for you for right now. He died to give you life right now. He died to give you amazing right now. And, and, and the, longer you, the longer you accept anything less than what he died to give you, the harder it is for you to ever embrace and, and get a hold of that. But let me tell you, there's so much more for some of you, you need to hear there's so much more that is in the light that, that, that some of you have, have not ever seen. L- let me show you just a few of these things. That I spent way too much time in the first service on this part, but I'm going to try to hurry a little bit better here. What people miss when they live in the dark or they live in the shadows is they miss peace. Peace, real, real peace. Peace. You know, this, this world is a dark place, and one of, the, one of the places that it is so dark, one of, the, one of the shadows is the lack of peace in people's lives. And, and, you know, if you become a Christian, there is peace between you and God. But, but it, it goes beyond that. It's, he wants you to have more than that. He wants you to have a peace, and the Word of God calls it a peace that goes beyond all of our understanding, more than and nothing I could even ex- describe to you. And that there is a peace. You know, I tell you, there's a, there is a difference. There's a difference. I, I've been at the bedside of someone who is, who, who, is, who is a Christian and dying. 
And I've been at the bedside of someone who did not know Christ and was dying. And in the last few moments accepted Christ. And I tell you, there is a difference because that one that knows Christ, there, there is a peace. No matter, no matter what else is going on, there's a peace. And even in death, there is a peace that they can just, they can just relax. But then being at the bedside of one who didn't know or just, or, or just accepted Christ, there's this, you know, you know when you're asleep and you, you feel like you're you know, in a dream and you feel like you're falling? You know that feeling that you have? And it's just, you, know, you just got to grab hold of something. I, I was standing at the bedside of a man who, who had just come to know Jesus and, and, and all he had done is he had just accepted Christ for the forgiveness of his sins just, just hours before he had died. And he was, just, he was just like that, like he was falling because he didn't know where he was going to land. He did not have that, that peace to understand all of these things yet. He knew, his, he knew his sins were forgiven, but he didn't know about all that because he had not yet experienced that. And, and, if, and if that's you, if there's a place in your life, any place in your life that there is no peace, then there's a shadow there. And Jesus died so there wouldn't be the shadow. You know, one of his titles in Scripture is Prince of Peace. You know what that means? That means that it's like there's this kingdom of peace and the prince of this kingdom is Jesus. And if you know Jesus, if you're a child of God, then you're supposed to be living in that kingdom of peace. But there's a place in your life where there isn't peace and there's a bunch of you guys, come on. Let's be real, let's be honest, let's be open today. We've all got places that the shadows try to creep in and steal our peace or freedom. You know, some of you, you don't, you don't really, 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 really get the freedom thing. It's like you're still, you're still living under the shadow of yesterday as if, as if you still have some, something that you owe to yesterday. You know what this weekend is, right? Independence Day weekend. You didn't, did you know that? You, most of you are off work tomorrow. And you know the sad thing? That's all most people know is I get a day off work. Yeah, you know, I, I read a, an article a couple of weeks ago when somebody said, quit calling it the 4th of July and call it Independence Day because that's what it is. And, and I'd forgotten all about it right before the first service. Jeannie Singer walked up to me. She said, let me tell you something. And she told me the exact same thing. She said they were talking and they said, you know, we need to quit calling it 4th of July. We need to call it Independence Day because that's what it is. And we've forgotten what it's all about. Most people, it's just like, oh, it's a day off, and they don't even really know. They're going to celebrate. They don't even really know. And you know what? They're, they don't really get. They're not really living in the freedom because they don't understand the freedom that they have. And you know, it's, it, it's kind of like, I think, I think it would be like this. It's like, you know, if, if you today, living as, as an American citizen, if you still today kept paying taxes to Great Britain, all those taxes that King George put on, you know, the colonies back 200 plus years ago. And you are still paying those taxes personally. And you've, you're still going to have to pay Uncle Sam probably because he's going to get his too. And then you, you, you're paying the great, great Britain as well. And then every time you wanted to do something, you didn't go down to, you know, to, to, to get a, a, a permit at the city or, or, you know, or talk to the county or something like that. You wrote a letter to the Queen of England because that's what our forefathers, you know, they had to get permission from, you know, the royalty in England before they could do anything. And if you were still doing that, you know, that'd be really, really foolish, wouldn't it? You would not be living in the freedom that has been bought for you and given to you. You were, still, you were still living 
in this freedom, but still feeling like you owe something to your past. That's where some of you are. That's where a lot of Christians are today. It's like they, 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 are, they have this freedom, but they, they still feel like, oh, but, but. And even though they, maybe they can accept this, that there's forgiveness between them and God, there's other people still that are condemning them. Or maybe it's even you yourself. Because many of us have a hard time not believing that, God, okay, God, yeah, but we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Silence. Crickets. Birth, isn't it? No amens. Why? Because that's the truth, isn't it? A lot of us have a hard time forgiving ourselves. And if you're living under that today, you're living in a shadow. And Jesus didn't die so you could live in the shadows the rest of your life. True joy. This is happiness. This culture thinks that happiness is what the goal is. This is happiness. The girl says yes for the date. Woo, I'm on a cloud nine. She calls the next day, says she's got to wash her hair. Where are you at? Boom, back down here. That's what happiness is. But in the light, in Jesus, through him, there is a joy that no matter what the circumstances are today. You know, the, you know, those, you know those crazy people that's always got a smile on their face because they're a Christian? You know those crazy people? that even when everything looks like it's going bad at work, they still say, oh, thank God, he's got it under control. Joy, joy. And that's not just for those crazy Christians. That's for you too. Uh, purpose. In this, in this world today, there's so many people feel like they don't have purpose. There's, there's, there, I, I'm just going through the motions. Jesus didn't die so you could go through the motions. He died so you could have purpose. Belonging, no Christian. There's not an individual Christian in this room. Nobody is here alone because if you're a child of God, you're part of the family. You belong. You should never, ever be alone in anything. If you're going through a problem alone, that's your own fault. Come out of the shadows. Ask somebody to pray for you. Send a text. Let somebody know, hey, I need some help right here. I do it. Listen, I'm the pastor. I ask people to pray for me. I've got people I reach out to when, I, when I'm having a tough day. And, and if, and if I'm, I can do it, then come on, you can too. Come on, do it. Belonging, wisdom. Oh my goodness, uh, I don't have time to preach all these, but, but, but the wisdom that comes. Uh, you know, if, uh, I'm a big proponent of not tying God's hands and saying, God, this is what I want. I, and I say this sometimes to people when I'm explaining. I, I don't tell God, I want this. Because God knows stuff I don't know. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And if I say, God, I want to be here, you know, I want to live here, I want to be here at this part, God may know that's not going to be a good place to live. That's not going to be a good place. He knows stuff that's going to happen in two years, five years, 10 years, or whatever. So I don't want to tie God's hands, but I want to be in a light where there is a wisdom that it shows me what I'm supposed to do, not me trying to tell God what to do or hope. Hope. You know, some of you you, 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 you understand that if you die right now, you're going to close your eyes and in the next moment you're going to open your eyes and see Jesus. And you have that hope. But what about if you don't die right now and you wake up tomorrow morning? Some of you have no hope for tomorrow. You have no hope for the next few weeks or months or years. There's some of you living in that because you don't know. 
And, 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 and it's like you've accepted Christ, but you don't understand. There is so much more. And time fails me today to preach to you about the power and the gifts of the Spirit and healing and direction and all. I don't have the time to preach those things to you. There is so much more than just forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And if that's all you got, then you probably are living in the shadows in some way. The shadows keep creeping in, but you gotta fight them back. You gotta, you gotta step out of the shadows and you've gotta decide that you, you want, that you want the light. That, that, that God, really, God really intended you to have. I, I really noticed so much, and, and I'm trying to hurry a little more here. I really noticed so much in the first service about how introspective people look right now, and I'm having a hard time maybe seeing some of your faces. And some of you leaning over and saying, what, what's introspective mean? But you're really thinking about, I hope, I hope this hits you, some of these hit you, and I believe it hit most of us. Or maybe the Holy Spirit hit you in some other way about some place in your life where the darkness tries to creep in. Where, where you know, that, that thing that just keeps happening that ties your stomach in knots. Jesus didn't die so you could have eternity with him one day, but right now you could have knots in your stomach. He didn't die for you to live like that. He didn't die for you to live with, with a hope for eternity, but uh, no hope for today. Whatever it is, you know, the thing that, that, that you know, uh, you're happy and everything's going along real well, but then that one thing that happens over and over and over and just knocks the wind out of your cell, just knocks the, your feet right out from under you, that just knocks you flat of your face or flat of your back. You know, that, that thing that happens, that's the place that I'm talking about today. That thing where you don't have the peace or you you don't have the freedom or you don't have the true joy, that, that, that place, that's the place where the darkness, the shadows keep creeping in. And that's where you've got to decide and you've got to, you've got to make up your mind that, that, that you want to receive it. You want to be in that place of light because that's what Jesus died for. That's what he died for was you to be in that place. So, so let me show you. I, 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 hope, I hope you're there. I hope you're there. Let me show you. Let, let me show you what you need to do. So what do I need to do to get in the light? Let me, let me show you what you need to do to get in the light. First of all, Decide, make up your mind. Now, in the movie, Raphael says, normal, what fun is that, right? What fun is normal? Now, a few weeks ago, I kind of talked about average Christians. Yeah, that's Christians. Here, I'm talking about normal as in the culture. I don't know if you've noticed, but if you look around, normal in our culture is pretty bad. It's getting pretty dark. Normal is pretty bad. And you know what? This culture could use some godly weird in it. It could use some godly weird, okay? It, it really could because, because what is normal is not going to get it. You've got to decide today that I'm not going to be normal. Normal lives in the shadows. Normal just, just believes for eternity with Christ, but just puts up with everything the devil is throwing at him every day. Normal says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it one day. But, uh, you know, you've got to decide. If you want to be in the light, you've got to decide. Normal ain't getting it. I'm tired of my stomach being in knots. I'm tired of not having any pain. I'm tired of not having any joy. Normal ain't getting it for me anymore, and I'm making up my mind that I'm going to have better than normal from this point on. Secondly, you got to stop making excuses. Now, uh, Leonardo, one of the other turtles in the movie, said, we don't need that kind of change. I pastored that church that was full of people who said, we don't need that kind of change. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to change until you're changing their thing. Right? You know, we need to quit making excuses. 
We need to quit telling God what kind of changes we need. He's the one with the wisdom. He knows what kind of, we need to step out of the light and say, God, get me in the light and show me what needs to change. David said, shine your light, a truth upon me. That's paraphrased. He said, shine, see if there be any wicked way in me and get it out of me, God, so that I can be in the light again. I want to walk in the light. I want to be in the light. I don't want to, I don't want to be in the shadows anymore. Make up your mind. Stop making excuses for why you can't. Oh, but pastor, you don't know how bad I've been. You don't know all the stuff that I've done in my past. You don't know who I'm fighting. You don't know what my spouse is like to live with. You don't know how my boss treats me. You don't know what my budget is. You got to stop making excuses and say, I am tired of normal. I'm ready to live in the light and in what God wants to bring to me because he did not die so that I could live in the shadows and in the darkness. He died so that I could live in the light. And, and, and some of you need to hurry, okay? You need to hurry because you're getting older, right? And you know what? You cannot be a teenager forever. Amen? Thank you, Brother Phil. You can't be a teenager forever. Now, I know some that try, right? The, Ninja Tur- the, the whole Ninja Turtle story is something like 50 years old. 50 years old. And you know what? They're still teenagers. You can't do that. Now, Splinter, their, uh, their sensei, their mentor says, your boyhood is coming to an end. You're becoming young men. Now, it's time for some of you, your boyhood or your girlhood to come to an end. Now, I'm not talking about chronological age. I'm talking about spiritual age right here. And there are too many of us who are still adolescent Christians or child Christians. We need to grow up and make up our mind. And if you've got kids, then you please, you got to grow up. Because if, you, if you've got kids and you're living in the shadows and you're not living according to all the awesomeness of what God wants to bring into your life, then you are teaching your kids to live in the shadows. You're teaching, or if you're a grandparent, you're teaching two generations to live in the shadows. You gotta step out of the dark. You gotta, you gotta realize that there is more than, you don't have to live under the shadow of your yesterday. You don't have to live with the unforgiveness that is in your own heart for your own self, but you can today step away, turn it loose, let it go, walk away from it. Rebuke the shadows and rebuke the darkness and say, I want the light again. So let me give you real quick here, here here's the close. Three things, in, three things in closing, three sources of light. These are from scripture, okay? John chapter 12, verse 46, this is Jesus talking. Here's how, you, here's how you get the light. Here are three sources. I have come into the world as the light so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. That's, Jesus came as the light, why? So no one will remain in darkness. It's not just about eternity, it's about right now too. It, he doesn't want you in darkness right now. He wants you to be in the light. He wants you to walk in the light. And, and chapter one, the very first chapter, way before the, he said that, this is what it says about him coming. In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of men. His very life was light. The fact that Jesus lived was light to men. He is the source of life and everything else around that, that, that gives us light. Everything else is like a moon. It just reflects it. Jesus is like the sun and everything else that gives light just reflects his light. He is the source of light. But here's the problem with us. We have so many things going on in our life that the light gets covered up. 
Too many, too many things, so many things, so many thoughts, so many doubts, so many things to do, so many places to go, so many, so many people to be to other people. Too many hats to wear, right? I mean, we, all our hats that we have to wear. And if we're not careful, all those things start to cover up the Jesus that's supposed to be in us. Because, and when he's in us, he brings light. But when we cover that up, you, you, you gotta make up your mind. Uncover Jesus. He needs to be at top. Because when he's at the top, then his light can shine out from you and give you the light that you need. You've got to make sure Jesus is, the, is that number one. Secondly, in Psalm 119, here's another source of light. Verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. His word, the word of God. Listen, if we were to come in here tonight, turn off all the lights, even the exit signs, where there's total pitch darkness. This is, this is what reading the Bible is like. And you're like, one little candle. You know, you wouldn't say, now I can see, but you can see a little bit, right? That's what reading the Bible is like a lot of times. It's like lighting another candle and, and then light another candle, read another verse and light another one, read another verse and light another one. And maybe a lot of times, a lot of times when I read the Bible, that's the way it is. I, I can't really tell a big difference in my life. But every time I read a verse, there's a little more light in me. That's what happens in you. And then every once in a while, it's like I lit a Roman candle. I read something that's like, boom, boom. It's like, wow, God. You know, man, that was amazing. God, do you really mean that? You really can do that in me, through me, for me, and by me, God? You mean really? And it's like, you know, every, you're delighting those little ones, and every once in a while, you just get one that just ex totally explodes. I mean, you get over there in Leviticus and, you know, in Numbers, you know, and you read some of that. I mean, you're, you're just lighting little candles a lot of times, you know. But then you get into some of those places, and, and it happens more often and then you realize and when you get those Roman candles, it just starts exploding and then you realize. And, and, and then one day, even when you're just lighting those little ones, one day you start looking and you look at your life as it is right now and how it was before you started really pouring the scriptures into your life and you realize, man, it sure is a lot lighter in my life today than it used to be. And it just, you just don't even realize, and it just happened. But it doesn't happen just because you own a Bible or because the pastor preaches it. You've got to open it, and you've got to put it inside of you, and then it becomes the light. Here's the third source of light. Matthew chapter five, verse 14. You, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus is gone from this world right now. As the sun, he shines his light. We are the moons reflecting it. We are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Two things about this real quick. This is, this, is, this is closing. Two things about this. First of all, since Christians are the light, you need to be around Christians. Because you're around darkness all week long. You are around dark people. You are around people with darkness in their heart. You are around people who speak darkness. You have darkness constantly thrown at you. And you watching movies and TVs and everything, you have darkness constantly on you. You need to be around people of light who dispel that darkness. You need, that's, that, that, that's why you need to be in a small group. You need to be in a small group. You need to, you know, whether it's one of our, our uh, structure organized small groups or you've just got your own little group of two or three people and y'all get together and y'all talk and pray and read about, 
You need to be around people like that that are dispelling the darkness because this world is a dark place. And when you live in this world, you are going to be bombarded by the kingdom of darkness. You need as many warriors as you possibly can around you that are shining light. But here's the second thing. is not only do we need to be around people to shine light, we also need to be the people who are shining light into other people's lives. I, I think a lot of people want to be a lot of Christians want to stay in the shadows. They kind of want to let their light shine on Sunday morning and then stay in the shadows the rest of the week. But this world is getting darker and darker. I, 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 you may be one of those people with your head in the sand and you just don't, I just don't even watch the news because it depresses me. You may be one of those people. Well, I'm just going to bust your bubble today and tell you it ain't getting better out there whether you're watching the news or not. It's getting worse. There's some bad stuff happening. But the darkness isn't getting worse because there's a Democrat in the White House. And the darkness is not getting worse because the Republicans are in control of Congress. It's not because of ISIS or ISIL or whatever you want to call them. All this stuff going on. Now, there's some, that's important, serious stuff, okay? And I hope God lets me preach a little bit on voting. Now, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I hope he lets me preach a little bit on voting because there's a whole lot of stupidity out there about voting, too. And it's on my heart. I don't know if he'll let me preach that before November, but I hope he does. Because I, you know, I want to I be your spiritual father, and I want to tell you some things, but if, he might not let me. Okay, but but I, I, I'm saying that because I want you to know that's all important stuff. But the reason this world is growing dark is not because of who's in the White House or who's in charge of Congress or who is attacking who or what. what, That's not why this world is growing dark. The reason the world is growing darker is because the church is not shining its light. If the church, imagine if every Christian in this world would uncover Jesus again and for Jesus' lives with the word of God and get out there and shine the light of Jesus like they should, we would see a revival probably greater than anything that has happened since Acts chapter two. Because the darkness is not the problem. It's the lack of the light from those who have the light. We need to shine our light. Can I ask you to do me a favor? Would you join me at the front? And if you're a first time attender, we'd love to have you join us. We'd like to close around front with a final prayer and a final song. And if you're comfortable, we'd love to have you join us as well. I just have a closing thought. We'll have a word of prayer, sing a, sing a last song and be dismissed. And we'd love to have you join us if you're, if you're comfortable. You know, those three sources of light, that's one of the reasons you need this right here. You need to be in church every single time you get the opportunity. You need to be in a small group. Why? Because here you get all three sources of light. You get Jesus, you get the Word, and you get to be around other Christians. That's why you need this. Now, that's, that's not why Paul said then we need to do this and not forsake the assembly. That's not why he said, but you personally, 
You need this because this is the place where you get all, three sources of light in scripture. And here in church, when the church comes together, you get all three. That's why you need to be here. You don't need to be here for me. You need to be here for you because you get all three. So you get the three sources of light that dispel the darkness that has been creeping and creeping and trying to creep in all week long. You need to be. And the same reason, for the same reason, listen, I, I'm challenging you to get out of the darkness and, and to, to, to let go of some places that some of y'all are having a hard time forgiving yourself or whatever. All of us are dealing with issues and all of us have those places and all of us deal with that. I'm challenging you to do this, but I want to ask you to do something else. I want to ask you to come let us pray with you today. I, see, here's what, here's what we want you to do, is we want you to bring your light. Come down here and take a hand of a prayer team member. Take my hand. Let's pray. Let your light and my light together pray over the darkness that keeps trying to creep in. Some of you are worried about someone in your family or some little child in your family. And that's, I, just, I, just, I just felt that during the worship. This, this morning, I just felt that some, some of you are worried about someone like that. You, you've, got, you've got a worry. You've got a concern. Let us agree with you right now. Because what you're going to have is you're going to have your, what light you've got, and you're going to have what light we have to join together and pray against this darkness. You're going to have your faith. You're going to have our faith. You're going to have Jesus. You're going to have the Word of God because he says, we're to agree concerning anything. It shall be done to my Father in heaven. Two of you on earth agree. It shall be done to my Father in heaven. You're going to have that. You're going to have that and have that. And, and, and let me challenge you a little bit more. Don't just text. Don't just text us and say, hey, have the prayer team pray for me. Don't just text and say that. Step forward right now and let us pray with you. And let our faith join with your faith. Let our light join with your light. And let us pray against the powers of darkness. And let, and let God do something amazing in your life. Would you bow with me right now?